Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, one of the greatest communities of educators around. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network, and I think we should dive right in here to season five, episode 33. I can't believe we've had this many episodes. Today, we're talking about kind of a check-in on the gamified class. So uh, at the time of recording this podcast, I am kind of one full quarter into the gamified class, and I've been doing it for years, but I thought those of you that are on the this, this podcast, those of you that are on the sidelines wondering if they should get in, or those that took the leap and started to gamify their class, and is wondering what what it should look like and what it can look like uh, i thought this podcast is for you so hopefully we have several of you out there uh i wrote out some some questions that i'm going to kind of answer myself here and hopefully this will encourage you and keep you going so spoiler alert the gamified class is amazing i absolutely love it and i think it's so good for students and clicks into so many of the things we say as educators that we should be focusing on you know uh student independent independence the whole child all these things right but uh self-advocacy i think these are all important things uh but kind of when done in isolation, I don't think are as effective as when put into a gamified system in which, man, students just feel these things. They're, they're more authentic, which I know is sort of silly, right? By building a, an entire game around the classroom, uh, which couldn't be anything more inauthentic, right? (laughs) You end up having way more authentic experiences. Um, I think it's just, Maybe I'm borrowing from my simulation type of thinking. You can make, you can draw so many parallels. Maybe that's it to a gamified class and a gamified experience for students. So, first question here is: What's happening, and what does it look like after one quarter? Uh, I will tell you. I started gamifying my class day two, maybe day even one of my year and i see the kids every other day we're on kind of a modified block we don't need to get into that um but at the end of the at the end of the first quarter i will say students understand the game to some degree there are still some things that they don't quite get and that's okay uh this actually allows our game to expand throughout the year so for example by the end of the first quarter kids notice on my leaderboard they say hey you know i've I've got like 50 gold what can i do with that because i've never mentioned it and this is a great example of that cascading information theory that you you know that picture that pyramid of champagne glasses and you pour information into that top glass and that's all the information they kind of need for that day but like you know that pyramid's ginormous and it will spill over and all of a sudden they get to know a little more of your game they got like two more cups full and then three and then eight and then 27 right you get the idea and so we're, we're at that point now where that first cup has spilled a little splashed a little bit into the second cups and kids are asking like what's that gold for and i get to tell them oh like in the first half the year you're basically just collecting gold in my game you can't use it it doesn't turn on at all 
But then when we get into ancient Greece, which just happens to be kind of the midpoint of my year, uh, nothing magical about that, just midpoint of the year, which you guys could do when you hit our geometry unit or whatever, it doesn't matter, but like you've decided a point in which gold turns on. So that's when some of my items come into my game and some of the activities come into the game that they can spend and use that gold. But that produces a bit of a, I don't know, something to look forward to. There's like this signpost coming up and it builds this anticipation. And these can be such powerful like motivators in your game as well as let's just set aside motivators because I feel like people generally get the idea of gamification as something that engages students. We don't often talk about how it also, you know, builds that anticipation that actually just, just the sheer waiting, just the epic size of your game. Uh, students' imagination are endless. So when they start to think, holy cow, like, I wonder what gold could be used. I bet you it could be this. I bet you we could have that. Should I get more gold? How did I get this gold? Uh, these questions start to abound, and then they start to lean more and more into the experience. And I love this idea of creating opportunities for kids to explore uh, and kids to kind of expand into, as opposed to kind of the, the carrot and stick mentality that traditional school has with grades and this kind of thing. And I try really hard to avoid the carrot and stick mechanism in gamification. I'm not going to lie. There are, that's uh, called white hat and black hat motivators. Um, black hat motivators are the ones that are a little, <laughs> a little more on the dark side. And white hat motivators are a little more kind of the inspired intrinsic uh, motivators. The reality is both are at play in any of our games, but you as kind of the game designer can decide when to dip into one and use the other. whole lot you can sort of look into that, but I just really wanted to point out that at this point, kids feel that the game is huge, almost endless, and I love it. And this is attributed to the fact that there are pieces of the game they're now starting to recognize, but know that aren't turned on. And I think this is one of the greatest tricks that a gamified educator, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that a gamified educator pulls on their class with the least amount of effort. So I often get the question, like, do you gamify every day? Is there like a gamified activity? Are they in teams? Are there any points and badges every day? The answer is no. I mean, the vast majority of my days are the same as yours. But what makes it feel like it's every day is the epic, expansive nature of the game. It truly feels endless. And in some respects, it truly is endless. I'm not lying to students. Like, the game at any point can take a creative turn. I can have a creative moment where I change the game. I add an item. I... I add a badge that does something. I add a rule that adds something. Or I take away a badge, an item, a rule, right? Like at any point, the game can really twist and turn. And I absolutely love that. We're going to get into a little bit more of that later in the podcast. But the next question I have is what can students do now that maybe they couldn't do before? And I love that in a gamified class, they really approach 
each experience with fresh eyes. You know, there's something about that gamer spirit that's endless, and I love it. That gamer spirit allows each and every time they step up to the line in a game to see it as an opportunity, right? As an opportunity to triumph, as an opportunity maybe to learn just a little bit more to get them further in the level if we're talking about video games. And then when we get to school, they kind of see each opportunity as just a mountain of work. And some of them feel like they don't have the gear to climb it and they don't, they're not part of a team to climb it. And then all of a sudden you put in that gamified class, students start to see those experiences again more as opportunities. Even if it doesn't mean they're going to be successful, they see it as opportunities for growth. Uh, this is achieved several ways. I definitely talk to students about being I guess, better versions of themselves. And I think this is a miss that we have when all we do is talk about the immediate task, right? If all I do is talk about world history, if I'm just standing there talking about Roman emperors all the time, and I mean, I, there's enough content there that I could totally do it. Uh, instead, we have to look at not what are you getting in, in our classrooms, like what is our students getting? That That's a content-based question. What are they getting? But I think we need to switch into what are they becoming? And I think that switch from getting to becoming is critical. And so what can my students do now that they could not do before? They are way more agile already, just a uh, one quarter in. I can get my students like into a task super quick. I can get them to switch from task to task. I can make the task be very linear. I can make it be very open-ended. I can make it creative. I can make it very logical. And they, their like abilities to sort of adapt and be agile to whatever the situation takes, huge. Another huge win I already have at the end of the first quarter of doing these gamified experiences is greater like effective teamwork. They just understand that they need each other to get the tasks done and they rely on each other. And then we kind of up this discussion on dependability. And again, we honor the fact that they were more successful. So even if they didn't kind of win the activity, the fact that they were more successful this time is constantly pointed back and attributed to the hard work and efforts they did together. And I think that that's huge. Another thing they can do, which I can't spend too much time on here because it's a podcast and you don't know every aspect of my game and all the items and whatnot, but students have gained uh, some combos and abilities by by having some badges and items that can do stuff. So they, they have this sense of empowerment and this, this asynchronous abilities in a gamified class is so cool and it's one of the easiest ways to make kids feel uh, individualized, right? This We talk about differentiation and we should be doing differentiated like educational experiences for sure, hands down. I'm all in people. I'm all in. However, we still typically treat every kid kind of the same and every kid has, I don't know, they're just the same. So in the gamer world, there's no difference, right? It's, it's like Monopoly. In the game of Monopoly, there is no actual discernible difference in terms of gameplay, whether you take the top hat or whether you take the car. I know I'm probably going to get slammed for that analogy, but there really is no difference, right, in the game. But when you play 
some of the more modern board games or card games or video games, we definitely see this asynchronous setup where, oh, you got this tribe. Oh, you, you were this industry. Like, and by being such, you, you get to, you have this special ability, right? You can buy something or sell something or create something a little cheaper, a little faster, a little easier, a little smoother. And when you start to layer in the gamified experiences in your class, students literally can do more things and do different things, which also produces, look, I'm getting excited. I'm sorry. I should calm down which produces kind of an excitement, a social excitement where kids literally sort of discuss with each other like, oh, what does that do? Oh, like it does this, but hang on. If you use this with this one, look what happens. Look what I can do. And all of a sudden, kids of all sort of social hierarchy order start to interact with each other. The game starts to produce a level playing field in which they can discuss, in which they can lean into, in which they can kind of explore together and I love it which leads me to kind of my next question what are they most excited about and in my gamified class right now end of quarter one I love it there's like a huge amount of traction at this point so at this point they're all in they now understand a gamified class they're not like confused by it they are inspired by it and as such excitement's high like (laughs) they're like what's around the corner because they know there's something around the corner which for you new gamifiers uh recognize that you probably won't have this immediate you might have this effect they might be excited but you might not legitimately have something around that next corner that's okay this is a process and something that i definitely hope you put like you start walking that path because Once you get a little further down the line, you have more things around the corner. Once you get a little further down the line, you have more things around the corner, right? You are literally creating options for yourself in which you can extend those options to your students. So again, you know, continue down this path. By no means is a gamified class the easy path, the easy route, but it is the right way if you ask me. I'm just going to say it Uh, because of the social emotional components, the educational components, and kind of like that whole child component. Uh, there's just so many things that converge here in the gamified space that it seems like, to me, in my opinion, the best pedagogical thing to dedicate your time and attention to because it will also up your particular game in so many ways. And I don't mean game as in the class game. I mean your pedagogical game, your ability as a teacher. You start to want to level up yourself because that means you could offer new and more interesting experiences for your students. So that's pretty cool. So they are excited by what lies ahead for sure. There's a whole ton of anticipation. We already talked about that. One of the things they are excited to do too is by this point at the end of quarter one, we already start to have our own class traditions. And I love this, this, this idea of traditions in the class. Kids start to know that at the end of every unit, we're going to do a boss battle. They know they have to prepare for the boss battle. They start to know that like, "Mm, maybe I should get my side quests in a little early because then there's time for Mr. Matera to give us some of the like items and power-ups we've gained from doing that side quest before the boss battle, right? So they start 
to streamline their gameplay. They start to actually mature as players of the game. And the reality is the entire game is structured around educational content. The smoother and stronger they become as game players, the smoother and stronger they become as students. Like it is almost for sure a one-to-one exchange and it is so great to see. So they are excited by a lot of things, uh, but I love this idea of (laughs) the new to come and the traditions to be resurrected and used again. It's this balance. They 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 want to add to the to the to their history of class, and that's awesome. Uh, what has the most traction? Is my next question. Like quarter in, what are some of the things that are ultra working that students just absolutely love? Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> make a plug here. You can have a larger gamified class, which I have and I love. So there's an ongoing story, ongoing items they can earn, ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. You get the idea. Where my students have a ton of traction, though, is where the ongoing clicks into the one day, right? So I use, here's my plug, I use a lot of the AMC2 activities that sometimes thematically work for my Realm of Nobles and sometimes don't. Sometimes I don't even try. Last time I did uh, a Save Our Students in SOS. Absolutely love this review game. Works on so many levels and <laughs> definitely helps kids study uh, and know where their gaps are. It's so great. But nonetheless, I didn't try to grab, I didn't, we even have one that is medieval themed. I didn't even grab it. I still just stuck with the space one. I absolutely love the space one. I think it's a whole lot of fun. And so some don't even click in that way, but they know that any activity in class might come with something that snaps into the larger game. So you have kind of a layer one network and a layer two network. And layer one is your core, right? The layer one network is the base layer. And that, for me, is Realm of Nobles. They always know things can and probably will connect back to the core, right? But then you have that layer two. Layer two is, you know, these one-day gamified experiences. Uh, you know, for those of you that aren't part of EMC2, you know, think of doing like a review game. That we have a bajillion different activities, and they're not always review games. But just picture something like Jeopardy, all right? And you're playing Jeopardy, and it's super fun. They're having a good time. But they know that the winner of this Jeopardy isn't just going to win Jeopardy. There's probably a badge, an item, maybe just some experience points that connects back to that core layer, right? So now we have that layer two hitting that layer one, and I love it. So there's a whole lot of traction around that in my class, these one day activities, and it keeps them kind of excited. And that's where I guess huge plug, you know, when there's 300 some resources on EMC two and just countless different ways to look at things, different fun ways to acquire knowledge, different ways to practice knowledge, different ways to create, uh, using your content. And it's always different. One, it gives you newbie gamifiers a chance to think of badges and items that could go along with those experiences, which is pretty cool. But it also gives your students this like fresh feeling and it kind of goes back to that endless expansive, like what is Mr. Matera going to throw at us? Like the world may never know. All right. The last piece that I wanted to sort of discuss today uh, in this solo podcast, for those of you that hung in here till the end, uh, kudos. Thank you. It's just, it's probably just us you know, um, but thank you. What does it look like 
uh, on the horizon. So we have quarter one done. For those of you that are new to gamifying, uh, what does it look like? What does a student that exits my class look like? And again, this idea of instead of what do we get by going to world history, it's what do we become by going to world history. And I love that shift. And I'm here to tell you, stay with it. Do the hard work. That is where it's at. And I think <laughs> we just had parent-teacher conferences the last week and so many parents. I got to talk to them about the growth their student has had, their child has had. And I love talking about the growth. But what I love telling them even more is this this is like a program. It's like going to the gym. Uh, and if we stick with it, if we actually like put in the effort, put in the work, you will see tremendous results on the other side. You will see students who are more confident, self-assured, who are more capable of doing artistic things, who are more uh, resilient in the face of academic adversity. I, I just think when you go through this, this boot camp of a gamified class, the strength of the individual is so much better than it was before. And so I, I will always and forever expose just how strong this is. And for those who are on the sidelines thinking, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? If you're still with me, it is a wholehearted yes. And let me know how I can help. Definitely check out Explore Like a Pirate. That's my first book, really talking about how I do it in my classroom. And then I have uh, a book that I wrote with John Meehan called Fully Engaged. It is an excellent book to also talk about kind of the why and the how this all works, uh, both filled with tons of resources. And of course, you could check out emc2learning.com. So much good resources there. Such a great community. And if you want to get on board, definitely do so. And if your district wants to get on board, you know, talk to your admin uh, and and Pick it up for the building. Pick it up for the district. Create that change on a much larger scale. All right, everyone. That is all I have for you today. Hopefully, you enjoyed this little longer solo cast here. And uh, I hope you've been enjoying all the, the well-plaids and enjoying your year. Uh, while it can be a difficult one, <laughs> every year teaching is, is amazing to me. We're affecting, we're literally like touching the future. We're like creating a future space by helping these students. So enjoy the rest of your week and play on.